Hi friends, thank you for joining us for the first episode of Season 2 of Hello APGD, a neighborhood podcast about the Audubon Park Garden District in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Michael Lothrop, and today we'll be speaking with Jenna Caring of Stardust Video and Coffee, as well as the director of Grandma Party Bazaar, which will be in Stardust Parking Lot Sunday, December 11th. For more info, visit them online on Facebook or Instagram at grandma underscore party, or check out their website at gmabazaar.wixsite.com. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, or if you'd like to be a sponsor, please feel free to message me on Instagram at helloapgdpod. Thank you for listening. This episode is brought to you in part by Trevor Brown, Audubon Park resident and trusted Central Florida realtor with Fannie Hillman and Associates proudly serving their clients for over 40 years. For listings, market trends, helpful home buyer and seller tips, email directly to trevor at fannyhillman.com or find him on Instagram at Trevor Brown Realtor. And with me today is Jenna Caring, art educator, jewelry and mixed media artist, stardust baker and bartender, and the director of Grandma Party Bazaar. Welcome, Jenna. Hi, thank you. Yes, absolutely. So that's quite a list of uh, things that you do. Did I miss anything? I feel um, like there's something in there that I didn't capture. Probably. I uh, do a little bit of a lot of things. You do. Yeah. You do indeed. Um, so 20th Grandma Party is coming up yeah. uh, December 11th. It's from 10 a.m. to 5.30. Mm-hmm. It's not just for grandmas. No, but grandmas are welcome. Grandmas are welcome. And there will be some grandma vendors perhaps too. Maybe. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell me... Um, what is Grandma Party to you? Oh, it's one of the best days of the year. Mm-hmm. My I favorite agree. day of the year. Um, a lot of stress leading up to this day, but it's worth it. Yeah. Um, it is just a great time to get together with your friends and drink and listen to music and shop local artists and be mm-hmm. merry. It's just such a great day. It is. It. Yeah, it's my favorite day of December consistently. I mean, I think, I don't know that I've been to all 20 of the grandma parties. I know initially it kind of started as more of like a, I don't know, I saw an article that that described it as like a hippie flea market. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's it's very much about uh, celebrating local artists Mm -hmm. and it really is, it's a curated event and, and each of the vendors is like top notch it, at what they do and it, it is a, just it's always such a great place to get gifts for yourself and for you know the holidays yeah. and it is it's such a good time live music DJs food um, and it's kind of blossomed into this whole neighborhood thing they've it got the really has grown up quite right? a bit yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so when you started as director um, was that about a decade ago at this point? Uh, well, I looked it up today. Yeah. Because my brain doesn't retain dates I, very I'm well. the same way. Um, and I, I, I believe, according to my records, I took it over at, in uh, 2015. Okay. So I have been the curator, organizer, logistics person, grandma since then. Yes. Queen grandma. Yeah. Is that a title? It can be. It should be. What What do you prefer? 
Um, I just like grandma. Yeah. It feels right. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes you wear the grandma costume, which is a paper mache. Oh man. Just, it's, it's so, it's such a sight to behold. It really really. is. And she is on her very last legs. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. I I was actually, she can't really be worn anymore. Mm -hmm. She's a little bit falling apart. She's more Um, of a prop at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about having a kind of very macabre grandma (laughs) party one year of like, Oh, you know, we're so sorry grandma died. Yeah. Um, and like do a, a walking. Oh, I had so many ideas. It was really bad. And then COVID happened. I was like, that's not very that's timely. too on the nose, right? It's too much. Yeah. So she's just hanging out in my garage. Good, good. Well, I hope that she makes an appearance. I'm uh, I'm just so excited. How, how are you feeling about this year's grandma party? Is there anything new that you are looking forward to? Um, well, it's getting really close to it. Mm-hmm. We're coming up on two week mark and normally I feel a lot more prepared than this, but sure. I've been fairly housebound because of a broken bone thing. Yeah. So I, I, my anxiety is amped uh-huh. a bit, but I know it's going to be great. It always is. I always worry that people aren't going to come and they always do. They always do. They always do. Yeah. And it's wonderful. I'm I'm really excited about it. And what I'm what I'm really excited about the vendors, I actually got a message from a friend who's like, Hey, I've been seeing all the the new vendor postings on Instagram and I'm really excited. Looks like you have a great selection of of vendors this year and I, that made me really happy. I've made a very concerted effort to bring in new people because mm-hmm. every year we get more and more applications and I hate saying no to people. I yeah. just do. And we but we only have so much room um and you start that process early in the year it's july July, right Mm -hmm. that's wild yeah and and just to make sure that they are they're vetted you know that they want to do it well also that they have enough product Mm -hmm. like sure you can make wonderful things and be a great artist but if you only have like a handful of things you're either gonna sell out by 11 30 or yeah, and has that happened with some vendors that they were kind of surprised at how quickly they sold out? Yeah, I had one vendor who, and she's a wonderful jewelry artist, and she, she was a vendor one year, and she messaged me. She's like, I didn't make enough stuff. She's like, I sold out way too early. I was like, well, I'm so glad you sold out. That's amazing. Yeah. She goes, yeah, but there were so many people, and I just wasn't thinking. Yeah. I was like, it's all right. Next time, bud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think that that now people that have attended it and kind of know its reputation, they they will be prepared with enough product because mm-hmm. it's people show up to shop. Yeah, they do. And even with the expansion of like Pop Swap, and I know Red Light is doing kind of a market as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it becomes really a neighborhood wide event. Yep. Um, which is perfect because a lot of people will be parking at the school and walking over so they can kind of hit up the plazas and then come over to Stardust. And it, parking around Stardust is a little tricky. Mm-hmm. So we're very grateful for the school and what they provide, yeah. that access. And it, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it just, it buzzes with life and creativity and, and positivity. And it it really is kind of that holiday tradition that, Audubon Park like thrives on and it's such a fun day it really is so much fun and and how the how the businesses have sort of seen that and 
you know, responded accordingly in organizing their own like plaza events. Well, it makes sense to, you know, capitalize on the traffic. Right. I understand. Yeah. Why people would do that. And it doesn't uh it doesn't really negatively impact the shoppers or, you know, the the sales that go on at Grandma Party itself. No, it doesn't. And I, my first year as Grandma Party, well, as Grandma um, that was their first year setting up. And I was I was panicked. I was like, oh, my God, no one's going to know that this is here. <laughs> that grandma party is here. <laughs> and, and it was fine, of course. It's always fine. Yeah. But, you know, at, at first I was freaked out about it. But I was like, of course it makes sense to capitalize on the foot traffic that comes in for the event. And we want all the businesses to do well and be successful. So absolutely set up. And we, you know, if we, if we cross promote, it's great. And they're reaching people that I may not be reaching with advertising. So it all works out and it's wonderful. Yeah. There's enough vendors to go around. Mm-hmm. There's enough there customers really to oh go God. around. Yeah. Like more than enough. Mm-hmm. And it's a nice consolation, you know, for those that don't get selected for grandma parties that they may have an opportunity to still vend in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's, uh, I know, Nigel is going to be DJing. Mm-hmm. It's always a great time in Preston as yeah. well. Um, tell me about some of the music. I mean, this they, year. I kind of voluntold them. Yeah, to do that I mean, this they're year. like honorary DJs. Like yeah. they kind of have to do a set here. Yeah. Just, I, I love them. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be the same without them. Mm-hmm. And they still live here. And yeah, why not? Yeah, that's great. Friends help them. Friends. I know. It's what we do. It's yeah. what we do best, and it's how everything kind of gets done. So. I was going to ask about uh, some of the music. Um, I wasn't familiar with, with some of the band names, but... Um. Um, so, we have a, a handful of bands playing this year. We have a solo artist, uh, Goose Hands, mostly... That's like a great name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, guitar, singing, um, harmonica, and then we have a couple of other bands. Um, we have Someday River. That's right. And which the, I've actually seen them playing around lately they're really nice they're awesome yeah yeah they're like really sweet dudes too. yeah and uh, really fast horses um they're a new one they are definitely going to bring more of that like punk vibe which is very classic cool. grandma party yeah and then super passive who played last year and they were very very popular i remember them everyone yeah. loved them that's awesome mm-hmm. and we should also mention that uh alchemy is going to be here doing haircuts oh yeah they're gonna set up a tent and they're gonna have dry cuts that's awesome happening yeah everybody loves a parking lot haircut <laughs> yeah it's a it's a, it's a good time to do that and uh you don't you don't always have time to go to Alchemy, so you can get a couple things done right. in one time here. And it's really cost-effective. Yeah, it's right. They they have kind of discount yeah, uh, it's prices. Yeah, dis- it's a discounted cut. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's If it's in the parking lot, you're not in a salon. And, right. Well, yeah. you're not getting your hair washed. It's like, mm. you know, brushing, cutting, product, boom. Yeah, I might, have to, I might have to get in on that. Yeah. I'm, I'm due. And I saw you actually, speaking of Alchemy, um, you were at... Uh, hot in the city, the last two uh, craft markets there, and you were uh, selling art and jewelry. Uh, my friend Molly White and I, we have started a an art collaborative. Um, she's a potter, and I make jewelry and do some metalsmithing and other random stuff. And we have so many amazing artist friends. Mm-hmm. We we just wanted to provide a space to get everybody together and sell their stuff at local markets and we're building a website um it's really hard to sell on 
on Etsy now as as an artist and other sites like that. Because Why is that? It's so saturated and okay. it's not really focused on being a handmade marketplace anymore. Mm. Um, so it's really hard to be seen unless you are paying for advertising. And, yeah. Um, but so yeah, our goal is to just showcase really unique artists that we know. And with my connection as with Grandma Party as being the curator, like I am going to be reaching out to. The, my art community that I know, I'm like, hey, let's get together. Let's mm-hmm. sell stuff. Yeah. That I mean, makes it's all a lot in of the sense. spirit of the original grandma party, mm-hmm. which was people getting together to sell stuff that they made and make stuff. Yeah. And so ha- the origins of grandma party, like the name obviously throws a lot of people. Yeah. Do I get you know that how? question yeah. every year. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> So it started in the early 2000s. It used to be like uh, twice a year, I think. So we're not totally caught up on dates, but this is the 20th event. So to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. And it started with JT Altman. He was the original grandma. And then he passed that on to Casey Zott. And then she passed that on to Christina Cam and Ashley Bellinger. And then I took it over in 2015. And it has steadily grown since then. Um, I think the name is original to the event. Um, and here's what I was told, because I, I was asking Christina when I took over Grandma Reigns. Yeah. I said, hey, so we're, like, just fill me in. Where did this name come from? Because I had been approached by Wesh News to do a, an advertising thing for the event. I was like, yeah, this is going to be great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because it's going to reach people that I'm not reaching. Uh-huh. Everyone's going to know about Grandma Party. And then... I was asking Christina about just details in the name, and she told me the story. I was like, fuck, I can't say that on the news. <laughs> and so I had to just fudge it. Uh-huh. But the story about the name is, um, so grandma was a code for weed. Okay. And so, like, people would be like, hey, you wanna, did you pick up grandma? Go get grandma. <laughs> And we're going to make stuff and we'll just like get together. And so, yeah, grandma was a code for weed. Yeah. Because whatever strain it was had like purple hairs and shit. Uh But so grandma party was named after marijuana. And that was back when it was highly illegal as opposed to now. where It's just kind of a lot more casual. Yeah. um, that's that's pretty good code code word right? because I feel like nobody would catch on to that. That's so cute. I love it. Yeah, if any anybody was listening or you know checking uh, texts and such, they would just think that somebody really loved their grandma mm-hmm. and their friends do too. And you that's know. what I said on the news at seven a.m. <laughs> How did they react to that? Like, oh, that's so nice. I'm like, I know. Uh, <laughs> that's so nice. We love our grandmas. <laughs> Well, it's a good kind of party. And it, so it's evolved into this whole other thing that's not about that right. per but se. We, but we have adopted this, you know, icon, this mascot of sorts. And so grandma is the thing. Yeah, I think it's so fun. And just like the branding that, you know, what you do with advertising and things like that, it just, it looks great. And it's so unique. And I feel like... In, in doing research and things like Googling Grandma Party, there weren't a lot of other hits anywhere else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this is kind of the only Grandma Party mm-hmm. that's uh, out there in the world. Well, I mean, you could accidentally stumble on some stuff on the internet that is 
questionable. That's true. Yeah. And yeah. quite adventuresome. So don't search at work, maybe, maybe just not. in case. Yeah. But here's the thing. Uh-huh. Add bazaar at the end. Oh, yes. Grandma party bazaar. That's then right. you are good to go. <laughs> that's such Artists, key advice. makers, boom, that's what comes up. It's awesome. <laughs> that's the key. Yes, yes. And what, what, it, what makes it a bazaar is that it's this market that is really locally run and and it's very eclectic mm-hmm. um for lack of a better word yeah um but it is it's such a celebration um so tell me uh, about your art education the things that you've been involved with oh gosh um i well i've been an artist most of my life it's taken a long time to claim that sure because you know artists have Imposter syndrome, big time. Um, That's how you know you're an artist. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's the criteria. Yeah. But I've always done some some form of art, always. And I'm kind of, I'm obsessive when it comes to art mediums. I'll try something new and then I fall in love with it and I just go hard on it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm very familiar with a lot of art mediums. And um, if I'm not making something with my hands, I'm like, what's... I feel useless, I guess, or it just like helps quiet my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just always loved making things and I also love kids. So I've worked with kids a lot, started out babysitting and then um, working in preschool. And so I've done education in some form for a long time. So I recently uh, was an art teacher for Orange County. Which school was it again? Um, Lake Whitney in Winter uh, Garden. Okay. Yeah, it was a good school. That's awesome. Yeah, the kids were awesome. I love them. Yeah, and and you were also doing that during a pandemic. Oh. Very weird times, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was a struggle. I bet. Well, because I'd taken a break from education for a long time, and I'm not the most tech-savvy person. Sure. And so my first year back into a public school setting, it was... A hybrid learning situation so I was having to navigate this homeschool hybrid beast technology with also being in a classroom with a handful of kids mm-hmm. that kept growing and growing so it was really an adventure yeah I mean it's it's hard to get to know somebody personally without ha- you know with all of that space in between of you and with the technology kind of barrier yeah yeah, like without at least some face-to-face time, it's hard to get a sense about somebody. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine, you know, being a child in that situation too. I mean, I feel for all the kids that were in school during that time. Like, Also, the supplies are limited. The things, mm. the activities and, and, and projects I could do with them were very limited. I was mm-hmm. really reaching the corners of my brain to think of what I could do with like what they might have at home. And I, and I, would send home supply lists and like, hey, this is what we're doing and let's get excited and boom, boom, let's uh, get some of these uh, supplies in order. And they weren't crazy supplies, but, you know, always some kids had them Mm -hmm. and most kids don't. So you always have to have a backup plan. And that changes the experience completely. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. And that it's, it's unfair. It's very limiting. It's just all of the things that are unfortunate about that, uh, that setup, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think there must be just this excitement. I mean, I remember being in art class growing up too, of just like the supplies and like going grabbing the things that you needed, and just the energy 
involved with that and and making art among your peers is is incredible and i understand that you're you're doing some of that now outside of the classroom setting but you're you're doing kind of private classes and things yeah so i i have been teaching um homeschool art classes kids create art which is a little loft space and um it's like old school downtown windermere um and yeah it's great um have a group of ham of homeschool kids and we focus a lot on contemporary artists and we work through the basic elements and principles of art while exploring their art and getting inspiration from them and what's great about using contemporary artists is that a lot of them will reply back to us so they see the work that our kids do and the kids get to have this very interactive experience with a real life artist who is you know living breathing making work and they see the work that they're doing and they can it's just really exciting for them and it's a nice thing to be a part of i understand there's another organization in winter park that you've done classes at as well uh yeah so i've done a one little class at creative jane um they are a local art studio that primarily focuses on on children and um they have like preschool art classes and they do a lot of art summer camps and even after school camps and I really was only with them for a minute and then I broke my foot so but it's a really nice nice space and what what story do you go with now when people ask you how you broke your foot (laughs) well I have a problem with like being a believable liar mm-hmm. so I, I am always just like oh so dumb uh-huh. and I have no cool story so I, I really did t- I took a poll on social media I was like hey um, I'm taking applications for a really cool story on how I broke my foot uh-huh. and <laughs> they were so fun like, what were some of your favorites um <laughs> one of them was oh you <laughs> You ran into um, your favorite, not favorite politician and got into it and like did a round off kick to the face. I was like, oh, okay, nice. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't, wouldn't do that, but I like it. Yeah. And then another one was you were on the beach and you were, um, you were doing a treasure hunt and you found this big gold chest of filled with pearls and stuff, but you'd like kicked it with your foot or something i don't know there was it was very fantastical and there was a lot of mma fighting mm-hmm. and Naturally. yeah yeah i'm having a hard time recalling but there were some good ones yeah oh my favorite one though mm-hmm. um was you stuck your big toe up your husband's butt because you thought it would be a good cure for the hiccups it's my number one favorite one and it's how very, did Doug feel about that one? <laughs> I mean, he's he's like, okay, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's a good story. Yeah. I mean, it really takes the focus off of any um, mishap that might have actually happened, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and what is that real story, if you want to share it? Oh, I was at my house, and I wasn't paying attention. I have these two little, I have a sunken living room. So I, was, I got some strawberries. Uh-huh. They were good, but they weren't that worth yeah, it. Yeah, uh. And uh, I wasn't paying attention, and I missed a step. Wow. Yeah, so stupid. I was completely sober, too, which, you know, I have no excuse other than just being a total ding-dong. Yeah, yeah. I, it The similar thing happened to a friend of mine. I think I was telling you about that. And 
um, she and her husband just bought their house and they have steps and just misjudged it was in, in a hurry. It's like these things. I, I don't know. I think that 2020 kind of scrambled all of our brains oh, yeah. and we're all kind of navigating how to be a person again. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I definitely am. Um, and I know what it's like to have that broken foot mobility thing. And it's, it's not fun. No, it's really not. Yeah. And now with this event coming up, I'm like, ah, I've been housebound and there's so much to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, is, is there like a volunteer sign up that you ever do? I know that there are some websites that, that have that where you can, you know, list the specific positions and things like that might mm, be something to look into. That might be a good idea in the future. I did have a friend. Um, my friend Cicely is a, a teacher and one of her former students is now a grown woman. And, uh, so I, she helped me last year, um, kind of distribute posters and just do general logistical stuff on the day. And that was so helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I have her again this year. Like a day of coordinator. Mm-hmm. You've got to have that. Yeah. And now with not being able to drive and like go, I'm a hustler. So I like to like pound that pavement and go talk to people and get donations for the raffle and, you know, advertise and put out posters. Like I really enjoy it. Um, so I, I was not able to do that this yeah. year. I'm I, yeah. also a control freak. Yeah. So, which I'm coming to terms with. I never really would have said I'm a control freak. But when it comes to things like this that I organize, mm-hmm. it's really important to me that it doesn't go badly or that I like get all the details that I want nailed down. And cause I'm slightly perfectionist in that way when it comes to that stuff. But so it's hard to give the reins over to other people. I'm like, okay, I need you to do this. But I've learned how to be a good delegator and I'm getting better at that. Yeah, I think that's a common theme with artists, that sort of almost OCD level, like desire for control and just wanting everything to be perfect. And when there's so many moving parts with something like this, it's like, how many vendors do you have kind of on average? It's like 30? Um, It's closer to 100. Is Um, it really? Wow. Yeah, it depends on the year because we... I was way off. (laughs) Well, our parking lot only fits a certain amount of tents, but um, we encourage buddy booths. So we get kind of twice the bang for your buck mm-hmm. in one tent usually and some of them this year have more like three or four artists per tent so the actual vendor count is larger but we can only fit a certain amount of tents in the lot yeah yeah but like with this event it's it's so special and i like it just means so much to me mm-hmm. and i don't like it's like that anxiety of like not being the person that it catches on fire on your shift or something like I thought I think about that at Stardust a lot when I would work here. When I was working here more, I was like, "Oh God!" I I, I got up in the middle of the night one night, came over here in my pajamas, because I forgot to turn off the dishwasher, or I thought I did, uh-huh. and I didn't. It was off. The doors were locked, lights were off, everything was fine. But uh-huh. it's just that thing. Like you wake up, I'm like, "Oh no, not on my watch." You've got to have some some ownership and accountability. I mean, especially these days, that's the only way things happen, right? You are, you are the person that organizes and executes this event that isn't going to run itself. Right. And without that coordination, it was a two person job. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, that's why I start in July. (laughs) That makes sense. But I love it. I just really do. And I know what it means to the vendors because I was a vendor originally Mm -hmm. and 
It is so validating for artists to to set up at a market and people approach them and just love their stuff and and buy from them. It's it's so validating for an artist I to have that. that opportunity. And I remember what that feels like, and I just want it to go well, and I want it to give everybody that opportunity. Yeah, yeah, and it it always does. You know, that's kind of the thing. It's like once once it's the day of and setup happens pretty early in the morning and often we're here because Gabby knows this parking lot so well. Oh God, she has been my angel. She's amazing, right? She can organize this lot in her sleep. Mm-hmm. And that is like, that's the main thing day of that gives me the most anxiety. And it's just, it's so natural for her Ugh. because she does it every Monday, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like for 13 years now Mm -hmm. so she really really knows this parking lot and maximizes use of the space Mm -hmm. all of all of the things and it's a good time of year usually the weather's pretty good gonna knock on wood for that yeah yeah um it's a rain or shine obviously and and people show up no matter what um but often we get like really lovely days for Mm -hmm. it um and you know people that are in town people show up it's it's always nice when Casey and JT are here too and it's kind of like I I hope they're here this year and uh yeah I just I look forward to it for so many reasons and I know so many people do as well yeah I was not in Orlando when the original grandma parties happened so I would love a time machine to kind of see the difference of what she was like when she was born and what she is now. <laughs> I know. I wonder if there are photos of the original events. I'm, I'm sure, sure that, there are. Yeah, we've got somewhere. to ask Brett about that. Yeah. And so speaking of Stardust and working here previous to now when, you know, kind of things slowed down as far as working here went, how how many years have you worked at Stardust? <laughs> over, <laughs> over 10 years. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I kind of, you know, those COVID years kind of erased themselves in my brain as far as a timeline. So mm-hmm. I'm sure there's an extra one or two years that I'm that I need to add. I just say just add two years yeah. to anything that you think yeah. is a timeline. So 12 years. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and I have worked this place in every capacity. Mm-hmm. I've done the kitchen. I've done the custodial work. I've been a stalker. I've been an order and purchaser, bartender, baker. Barista. I love this place. Yeah, it is special, isn't yeah. it? It like with its faults and with its imperfections and all of it, it's just it makes it stardust. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people miss that because they only see the faults. Yeah. Which, you know, they are there. And they're some of them are glaring, but it's it's lovely. I mean it's it's just so unique and so yeah. special. So prior to Stardust, my customer service experience has always been very corporate things and like I'm a I'm a worker bee and Mm -hmm. I am a people pleaser and I want to do my job the best it can be and like I the Jenna that started at Stardust is a very different Jenna that ended or that still is at Stardust I guess I mean yes I'm so interested in that transformation but like uh, (laughs) this place really broke me in the best way Mm -hmm. possible yeah and like I still am going to give this place my all. I'm still going to, you know, be a great worker and do all the things. But this place lets you be yourself and 
you don't have to, oh, I'm going to cuss again. Um, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just. I can't. Just let it out. The sentence there's is stuck. Sometimes and it's there's not only gonna go away. There's only one way to say it. Sometimes. You are not expected to eat shit with a spoon and a smile. Yeah. Like you're just not. Yeah. And a lot of times, customers are just like, "No, here's my shit." Yeah. And I'm right. And it some, doesn't and fly here. Sometimes they are, and sure. sometimes they're not. Yeah. But like, this place really broke me out of my shell and yeah I met I met all of my people here mm-hmm. it changed my life yeah I, th- I would say that we have as well I mean between the market and Stardust itself and mm-hmm. just knowing the employees that have been here through the years and um, it it is that that exactly that individual each person you get to know who, who works here because they can be themselves mm-hmm. And it's not, there's, I mean, there's no customer service training. No. <laughs> so everybody uses their own style, right? Right. But like coming from corporate stuff, like you, you just take the abuse. Yeah. And they tell you to do that, right? Yeah. That's part of the culture. It's, really it's the customer is always right. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's just frowned upon to like be yourself and tell the truth yeah. and, you know, sell stuff that you are not really into selling. Mm-hmm. It's a different world out there, and we are we are at uh, uh, the alcove of Stardust right now. So this experience of recording here is very nice and authentic. Oh, that's and, so nice. I've had so many nights uh, of all types in this alcove. Same, and it's pressure washed, and and there's a fresh coat of paint. Oh, I don't like it's it. It's weird, right? It's really all the graffiti's gone. Yeah, it's like a new, fresh start uh, in a way. Yeah, but. I mean, maybe we needed that after maybe. after 2020. Everything is reset a little bit. Yeah, maybe. But I, I do kind of miss the some of those the patina of this place. Yeah, the character it just had such a beautiful grunge mm-hmm. to it. It has has it. It still not does had, in some. It yeah. has yeah so much character. Yeah. But man, I just am not into a paint job. Yeah, I mean, some would say that it it. it needed it it was overdue but also i it was you know and and this will become the new stardust i mean it it has that's kind of the thing about it too is that you know when i came here initially when it was just a video store and they had coffee and it was like it was magical in its own way and you know brett and Catherine were here a lot and you would chat with them and it was just like this is like the counterculture of orlando This is the center of that experience. And like, that was really the main reason that I bought my house in this neighborhood. Yeah, smart. Stardust has changed so much over the years Mm -hmm. and it has evolved with the times in ways that it needed to. And what's great is that the neighborhood has grew up and built itself out around Stardust, but Stardust was original and it hasn't changed really. Like it's still... What's yeah. that? What's that thing that Brett likes to say? Still bohemian after all these years? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, and uh, Stardust is what you make it, right? Yeah, yeah. That was what I think Greg maybe had said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's very true because mm-hmm. people make it their own, and it's sort of allowed. Like, you know, I've booked some shows here. I actually have this local music merch swap coming up. That I'm very excited. I, I hosted one here before, so there's going to be live music. And then 
artists who have a bunch of merch from their, you know, bands that are no longer bands. Oh, that's great. Yeah, they bring it just to exchange. So it's sort of like that part is free and then there's the show and Tierney's going to play and Mike Dunn and Tanner Jones. And so I'm very excited. It's just kind of like, it's been a while since I've organized a show here and it's very easy to do because it's just sort of like, okay, do we want seats? Do we not want seats? We need to move stuff. Like Mm -hmm. you just really, you have that rain and it, it thrives because of it. Yeah, that is really one of the things that I love most about it. I mean, so it doesn't really have managers. Right. And, which is nice. And if, that doesn't exist anywhere else. Right. Because how could it? Right. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's some people have a hard time with it. Some people need, mm-hmm. like, they're not self-starters or they're not good self-managers. And, but, you know, whatever. That's just part of the charm about this place. But yeah. you can pretty much do, yeah, Stardust is what you make it. I think that's one of the best slogans for us it really sticks mm-hmm. it really i mean it just yeah it's it just it nails it doesn't it yeah and and having that i think being a self-starter and and being motivated and having a good work ethic is kind of key to making it here too because mm-hmm. nobody's going to tell you to restock when it's slow but it's Until gonna, your coworkers get fed up. Yes. And then just really let you have it. Yeah. Uh, or a customer wants to order something that isn't in the beer cooler mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever it might be. It's like yeah. you have to pull your weight and there's no manager that's going to be telling you to do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm a customer service core, Mike. I love good customer service. Yeah. I want to provide the best customer service. It's just I am a host I'm a, I'm a greeter. Yeah. I love to host. But I, I really kind of fell into the service industry. Yeah. I wasn't planning on staying in it for as long as I did. Yeah. But it suited me so well. And like I'm, I'm an introvert. I'm naturally not so outgoing. And I like a lot of quiet time. But I love being in this environment where I can, you know, greet people and just kind of help them hopefully have a great day. Like, I used to love working the barista counter in the morning because I like being that, like, first thing, that morning greeter. Yeah. It's just, I'm super dorky about it. But I loved stocking. I love seeing a full beer counter. I love seeing the full bar. Oh, it makes me really happy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can have that level of impact on somebody's day. Like, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And not everybody can do that. And people that gravitate to this place really do appreciate the difference when when you deliver that experience to them too and that that level of service yeah i just really do like to serve and feed people and water people it just brings me a lot of joy yeah i think that that your influence over the years has has been felt and i I think that you know there's we kind of miss it a little bit too, you know. Scone yeah. day was such a thing. On oh, my scone Friday heads. mornings, yeah. <laughs> you so had a cult cute. following really for did. your scones. That yeah. was so fun. I loved that. Yeah. I would get just. I would get a hard time if I was out on a Friday. <laughs> yeah. like, I missed your scone that day. I'm, like, I'm really sorry. They were very loyal. I was sick. <laughs> you did not want that on your scone. <laughs> Are you going to bring the scones back? I know Michelle has really taken the reins and yeah, she's done a great job yeah, with it. Yeah, she's a great baker. Yeah. I would love to bake here again. I it's just a matter of scheduling. Yeah. Like I don't wanna 
because I've stepped away from it for so long, I feel weird about coming back and I don't want anyone to feel like I'm taking away their yeah. time or their hours. Like, for, I don't know. Well, you should figure out figure out a scone day, perhaps, <laughs> yeah. and uh, bring back the scone heads. I was doing a lot of home baking over quarantines to try and make money. I and it, I ended up being in the kitchen all day. Yeah, with just custom baking orders, it was really fun. And that's a labor of love. Yeah, and these are all of all of the labors that you seek are labors of love. It mm-hmm. seems, which seems, you know, it, it feeds into your soul, and I think that that's. That's why, you know, you are the person that you are and it's it's so lovely and just knowing you is such a gift and I just, I love you. I love you too. You're so great. So man. And I know like your last name is Caring and <laughs> it's maybe a little bit on the nose, but you're just <laughs> such a caring person. Thanks. I try to. I'm sure you've heard that many times, right? Yeah. Uh, that name was made up by the way. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, I'm not really connected with that side of my family, uh-huh. um, but it's a it's an immigration story. You know, you come over with one name that is very complicated, and they write it down. They're like, "Nope, let's change that." And really? Yeah. That at least that's what I heard a long time ago. Wow. What was the what was the original I name? Have no clue. Interesting. Some Italian name. Okay. I mean, it suits you so well, and I wonder which came first. You know, if if it was. Like you were destined to be this, and this this name came with it, or if the name sort of set the tone, and you're like, I need to be a caring person. Like, I I think you're, I think you're mostly born with it, and then it's nurtured. I asked my mom once if I was like what I was like as a baby, because mm-hmm. I'm a generally sunshiny person, and I'm, I have a very positive outlook on life, and I'm very hopeful. Yeah. Um, even when there's lots of reasons not to be sure. that kind of come up. Yeah. But she's like, yeah, no, you were always smiling and happy. You were just that kind of kid. Just in your nature. Yeah. So, yeah, it fit. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I was I was partly that way, but also there's like a heaviness, you know, and I've I've always kind of I've always felt a little disconnected from the world in ways like I don't quite fit. Yeah. Um and I think that that's part of where the artist thing comes from. And, you know, I found music at an early age. And um, I think that we find these things, like, we're just kind of like, I don't fit with the corporate world mm-hmm. necessarily. And I have I have a day job, but, like, this this is more me. And, like, this is a place where I people know the real me, and this is, this is the real me. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to have that authenticity and that, you know, that community that really knows you and and loves who you are and you don't have to put on any fronts or anything like that yeah and i hope that that is you know i hope that stardust is that for a lot of people i I think that it is it is Mm -hmm. yeah i mean in my you know decade or more of being here you see it as every so often like the the regulars kind of shuffle and you have your your group that comes all the time and then some of them either move away or you know their life changes and they don't come as much and like then the age bracket changes and like now we're kind of in this like young phase again where yeah. I feel like a lot of our regulars are really young and it's, it's kind of awesome to see it's nice it's yeah. always been very counterculture you know it's it's cool. Yeah, especially when there are uh, live shows here, 
and you see like kids playing these instruments and doing it well, mm-hmm. either writing good songs or covering good songs, and you're just like, and there are kids there to see them too. Mm-hmm. It's just like, this is good. This is what like needs to happen. This yeah. is like a good youth because I had that, and and I know that it's good for them. Yeah, one of my last uh, bartending experiences here, or at least one of the events before I had to go back to school, um, was a, it was a collaborative show where there was lots of bands throughout the night, at m- mostly young-ish, um, but the last one was like high school teenage riot girls, and they were so much fun. Mm-hmm. Most of the night was like, okay, I'm here. Yep, they're doing their thing. That's that's nice. Um, Don't love it, but I'm glad you're doing it. Uh Uh, And it was not like most of the people that were coming to these shows were not even legal to drink. So it was not a huge moneymaker except for their parents who were here, you know, supporting them and family. And it was just a really fun night. But like seeing those young riot girls at the end of the night, just the whole place was on fire for them. It was really, really exciting. I loved it. And you never know what it's going to be here. You know, it's like I, we, we had planned to record here and obviously you have some air traffic above (laughs) us because of uh, the airport. Uh, We're kind of in that pathway, but um, you never know if there's going to be bands or a DJ or, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's kind of the magic. Or plays. We've had really interesting performances here at burlesque shows yeah. sometimes from bastille day mm-hmm. that uh the the garden district puts together yeah it's uh it's a collaborative space and it just is allowed to be that and i hope that that will never change me too yeah as as we watch some businesses kind of close in the neighborhood and it's like you know this this does have its built-in audience and i think that there are things that sustain it um, but you know, one of the things when I started this podcast, I'm like, I need to have Stardust advertised so they will mm-hmm. be a sponsor, even if I'm not getting anything out of it. <laughs> just like they just, uh, you know, people yeah. need to know. And it's it, this place is not for everybody, but it's for so many people. It's for so many people, and I've had so many nightmares that it closes or that you know it burns down or like i have a lot of stress dreams about this place and i think that kind of just tells me how reminds me how much it means to me and but yeah the thought of this of stardust not being here Mm -hmm. i don't know where my people would go like where do we hang out i know and you know a common theme too is like people that that move away and they come back to visit they almost always say this that there's no stardust anywhere that i've traveled it's so true you know and, and yeah. i've traveled a lot and know you i know you have too mm-hmm. and we always look for or try to find the places that feel like us yeah but yeah i've never found a place that is stardust yeah every place has managers <laughs> just just logical right it's just good business yeah Except for this. this but is even the, the aesthetic of the place, like, mm-hmm. if you tried to create it, it would look wrong. Yeah. Like, everything here is so haphazard and crooked and just added over time. And it has so much texture and it's really beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. it's an art piece. I just love it. Yeah. And it's it's owned by an artist, too. And he mm-hmm. did 
so much of this handiwork himself, yeah. um, which makes it one of a kind as well. Yeah. And it, uh, it's a treasure. I get really gushy sometimes because I'm very sentimental. Mm-hmm. I texted Brett <laughs> years ago. It's like, hey, I just you know want to tell you that I just think this place is wonderful and it's so beautiful and all the details and blah blah blah. And I was going into every, like all the reasons why it was such a wonderful space. And I was like, thank you for creating. He's like, okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> like thanks. <laughs> but it is it is part of his heart too, mm-hmm. and that's that's a thing that some people miss as well. And 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 knowing him and truly knowing him, like he he loves this place so much. Yeah. And it is, I think very close to exactly what he wants it to be mm-hmm. even those imperfections it's just kind of like it it it's that character and it's that kind of chaos a little bit right and that you know but it has purpose like yeah. it all has purpose and it all goes somewhere that that is like real and sincere and it's just part of the experience of yeah. living here and thinking about all the meetings that have happened here yeah like creative meetings where people are working on projects and like this is the place where they just, you know, kind of suss everything out. Mm-hmm. How many really wonderful, beautiful art things have come out of just this place being the support for it? So it's many. It's really nice to yeah. think about that. Yeah, and how many friendships, I mean, lifelong yeah. friendships that even you and I have, mm-hmm. right? And like, I mean, I wouldn't have met you yeah. had I not started working here or coming here at least. That's such a sad thought. Right? Yeah. Mm. Are you going to get Brett on this podcast? I have tried. Uh, <laughs> he's he's afraid of what he might say. Yeah. Because he, he likes to stir the pot. He sure does. And uh, it's not always great. Yeah. But, but, you know. It's Brett. It's always interesting. I know. I, I, I haven't given up on working him over for it. But yeah. um, I think that, uh, yeah, he's like, interview Jenna and Michelle and... <laughs> Uh, you know, people that work here. He's uh-huh. like, not me. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll maybe see. you'll wear him down. Maybe yeah. you just need to give him like a very short, concise, this is what we're going to talk about. He doesn't want to be boring either, though. You know, I think he listened to a podcast where it was too kind of controlled and he was like, I... so he has all these like worries about yeah. how he's going to come across. Sure. Um, which I mean, most people would. Most people would. Yeah, I think it's important to get past that, and I like, I like the challenge of that. I continue to sort of get a little easier with it, and you know, from from where I started just earlier this year to now, um, I just I feel like my relationships. You know, I've I've met people that was the first time on the podcast. And I feel like I have like a lifelong bond with them just from having this conversation. And well, it's a very intimate experience. It is. It is. And I think that it's one that people want to share and have out there so other people kind of know about them. And it's hard to know how to do that exactly without just like, you know, opening your heart on social media and mm-hmm. that sort of thing, oversharing, which, you know, I do some of that for sure. I mean, but we've all fallen into we've that all trap. Done, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've gotten better with it. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it's a good way of staying in touch. But yeah. Anyways, we're meandering a bit, but Jenna, this has been so, so, so lovely. Yeah. Um, how do people find out about Grandma Party? Oh, good question. Um, Instagram is a great place, at grandma underscore party. Um, and then we have a Facebook page. We do a website that I'm... Sp- 
kind of working on it is what it is. <laughs> At your own pace, right? Yeah, it, it's, like it's yeah. kind of the last source of information. Okay. Um, but yeah. So, I wasn't even aware of the website. Oh, yeah. It's on, it's a Wix site. It's like one of those free sites. I built it myself, so, you know. Oh, I'll have to check that out. So really, I'm going to steer people towards Instagram. Okay. That's the easiest uh, first that's the first line of communication yeah. that I usually go to. And you've been, uh, as you mentioned earlier from, from friends talking about it, like you've done a really good job curating that. And I'm already aware of some of the things that will be here and you can make your shopping list just kind of going, yeah. going through I that. I don't want to put too much. Mm-hmm. But so I, I think it was my maybe second or third year of organizing when I started the, the Instagram account. And... You know, this is one of the things that Brett and I have gone back and forth on. He's like, oh, I don't like it. Like, too much information. Why am I, why are people going to go? They already, like, know what's there. I'm like, no. No. Uh-huh. It's just a, it's a taste of what might be there. <laughs> like, there's going to be so much other stuff. Yeah. This is not the only thing that these people do, whatever it is that I'm posting. They don't come here because of the mystery, necessarily. Right. It's, it's other like, reasons. I, I also want uh-huh. a platform to promote these makers. Yeah. Like, this is one of the reasons why I love doing it is kind of lifting these people, giving them a platform to share their work mm-hmm. and hopefully gain a larger following. Because wouldn't it be awesome to make a living as an artist? Yes. That would be so incredible. It's the dream. It's so hard, though. It's so hard, but it, at least making it viable as like a supplement right. for like, you know, if, if my art can pay for itself that's ideal. You know, it's like I do photography a lot and like, yeah. you know, I sometimes get paid for gigs and usually that money just goes back into gear and like <laughs> yeah. maintenance and stuff like that, uh-huh. which is fine. But yeah, just to support artists in, you know, some of them actually do get to make a living of it, which is magical. And yeah. that's the way it should be to where people continue to do it and, and can break even or mm-hmm. do better than break even. Right. Because all artists deserve that for their time, for sure. Well, Jenna, thank you again. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure. It's been a while since we've caught up. Oh, God, it has been too long. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see you at Grandma Party. And and the date again? Oh, December 11th. It's a Sunday. Always a Sunday. 10 a.m. to 530. Um, Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) We'll see you there. Good. I love it. I'll be here. All right. Oh, wait. Oh, yes. Are you going to interview people? Oh, yes. The day of. So Jenna and I were talking about this. I will probably set up in the alcove and do maybe testimonials, um, kind of voices of grandma party. So if you have come to grandma party for years and years and you have a very strong feeling about it and you love it and you want to share that. Come tell me why. Yeah. Find me. Yeah. I'm the guy with the blonde kind of... It's not really an afro anymore. It's sort of... you got a poof going on. i got a poof right some, at the some, moment. Some kind of poof. Yeah. <laughs> the long, curly, blonde-haired guy yeah. with the beard. That will be me. Well, you'll, you'll know me by the microphones. <laughs> yeah. That'll yeah. be pretty obvious. Yeah. So, yeah. we'll see you at Grandma Party. Yeah, I'll be there. All right. Thanks, Jenna. All right. Love you, Mike. Love you. <laughs> Bye. Hello, APGD. A Neighborhood Podcast is brought to you in part by Stardust Video and Coffee, Audubon Park's beloved neighborhood cafe, bakery, bar, and meeting place. Located at 1842 East Winter Park Road. 
We're also sponsored by Red Light Red Light Brew Pub. Founded in 2005, Red Light is widely known as the source for world-class imports and microbrews. A wide selection of natural wines, plus award-winning beers brewed in-house. A full kitchen is in the works with an amazing menu by Chef Jess Tantalo. Located at 2810 Corinne Drive, please check out Red Light for all things beer and wine and soon food. Our theme song is by Christopher Pierce, and special thanks to Trey Hester for all of his help in making this podcast a reality. We do hope you enjoyed this episode. If so, please click subscribe and leave a review if you'd like. We'll see you next time.